In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. Welcome to Marvel Canon Madness. My name is Josh. I'm your host for this week's episode. Um, I am joined today by my fearless co-hosts, their names, Roy and Chip. How you doing, guys? What up, guys? <clears throat> Hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> good. It's always, it's always good on Wednesdays. It used to be Mondays, but now it's Wednesdays, and mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite days of the week. Um, again, we are the Marvel Canon Madness podcast. We talk all about Marvel and things of that nature. For this run, we are talking all about Loki, the series. Um, those of you that have watched us before, um, you know that we like to review the series that come out and the movies that come out. So we did this for WandaVision, we did this for Captain America, and now we are doing it for Loki. Um, that being said, this is a huge spoiler podcast. If you have not seen Loki episode two, turn this off, go watch it. We'll still be streaming by the time you're done watching it and then come back. Um, but if you don't get to see it before then and see us, you can find us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google pods, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search for Marvel Canon madness. You can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, find us on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got for the for the beginning of the show, I think. Um, Roy, how have you been over the last week? Good. Um, I feel much freer not being restricted <laughs> in the dress I was wearing. <laughs> I do like that you're um, still repping the Wonder Woman uh, bandana, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I should leave it on for the remainder of this series just to, you know, show support. That's okay. Good. Yeah, that that is, you know, that's. I'll do the same thing if I ever lose a bet, which I won't. But if I ever lose a bet, <laughs> I'll wear something. You got to entire... keep one piece of the costume on throughout the piece, rest of the yeah. series that we're reviewing. <laughs> Yeah, Chip, how are you doing? Your collection is ever growing every week. There's something new behind you. You looks like you got a new shelf over there. Um, yeah, like yes and no. I'm like sitting further to the side than I usually do, so like typically I'm further that way. So this is like the Spider-Man shelf over here. <laughs> okay, this one here is the X-Men. 
And then okay, over here right. I have the uh, MCU. So all the live oh, action nice. ones over there. Nice. Yeah. Any, anything new? Anything new to your collection over the last week or two? Uh, G.I. Joe's. haven't gotten any new Marvel figs. Uh, um, okay. I'm waiting on a bunch of pre-orders. It's like that golden time when everything's like waiting to be released. But uh, yeah. the new G.I. Joe classified series from Hasbro, those things are on point. They're six inches well. They're uh, they're really good. I I would almost say they're better than the Legends. Like they're just making them a little bit better. That's because okay. Hasbro owns GI Joe, so Hasbro is getting hundred oh. percent of profits rather than having to like pay royalties to Marvel. So they're definitely like going a step above gotcha. for the GI Joes. I gotcha. But you know, the kid in me is not complaining. Heck yeah, that's cool. Anything crazy happened over the last week or uh, pretty much same old, same old? Yeah, nothing too uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing just too Loki crazy. episode two, right? Yeah, just crazy theories. Crazy theories. Um, we'll definitely get into those because I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of theories going on with uh, this episode for sure. Um. Cool. Well, thanks for for joining, guys. It's it's always good to have you here on the Wednesdays talking about Marvel and all that stuff. Sorry about yes. my green screen. It's still like kind of light out, and the sun, my window faces uh, the west, and so when the sun goes fully down, my green screen will stop crackling. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it'll just suck the whole time. Who knows? I didn't even notice it until you mentioned it. So well, now you know. Yep. Um, speaking of green screen, we are live. Those of you listening on the podcast version, we are live and you can join us live every Wednesday at eight o'clock mountain time for our Marvel can of madness live streams. Um, they're a little more unedited, a little more, uh, I don't know what you would say raw or something. Um, but if you want to join us too, you can always call us at five Oh eight nine three twist. And uh, that can get you in on the show to chat with us. You can also leave us comments. We also love all those comments. And if you'd like, leave us a message at twistmodernpodcast.gmail.com. We will always get you involved in the show any way that we possibly can. Um, now that that's out of the way, let's move on. Oh, wait, no, Chip's got something. What do you, what you got, bud? No, I lied. I almost forgot. I do have like... I did have something super exciting this week, and it's like news for the show. Uh, oh. So I've been looking into bringing bringing guests in. You know, there's plenty of people mm -hmm. that are watching the show, plenty of people that would like have fun BSing about it for a couple hours. Uh, so yeah. started started reaching out, touching base with some people, and uh, gonna have some fun, exciting guests coming uh, in the next couple months. So. Keep uh, yeah. Keep tuned to that. We should have some cool announcements coming up. Pretty yeah, excited about I'm those. Definitely excited for uh, this secret secret announcements. We'll should get those coming slick. now. Um, and PodCon. Go to go to our uh, website. Check out PodCon. That's that's coming full force for everyone's ears and eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but sweet. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to. Get any 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 other guests on the show if you want to be honest. Hit us up. Um, you can always slide into our DMs and come chat Marvel with us if you would like. Um, this week we don't have guests. It's just the normal hosts, me, Roy, 
and Chip, me as in Josh. Hi. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, let's let's start this thing off. Uh, this again, we're talking Loki episode two. This episode is called the Variant. Um, very very spoiler spoiler heavy on this. So if you have not seen the episode, this is your last chance to to go watch it and then come back. Um, I really like this episode just to give a, a brief thing. I, I watched it twice. I got, got off work at four today, watched it twice, wrote a show. Here we are. Um, what, what did you guys think? What was your first, before I get into a synopsis, like no spoilers, we'll, we'll do a no spoiler review really quick, but Roy, what were your initial thoughts after watching this episode? So I, I've only watched it once. <laughs> Um, at least you watched it it, once. Normally, I watch it through, you know, try to get two to three times in, and just it was busy today. And, um, I felt like this was a much, it, it did a better job of explaining some of the loopholes that we were discussing on the last, uh, last issue. And I feel like they also delved a little bit more into, some of the narcissistic tendencies of Loki and kind of shot him uh, down a little bit, shot him <laughs> down. We also saw, you know, a, a lighter side to the T the TVA as well. So I a lighter, a lighter side. I kind of beg I, to differ I, on the lighter side I, aspect there, but, but we'll get into it for well, sure. Yeah. I, I think I honestly think there was a little bit of a lighter side that made you feel more for people involved in the TVA. I'll put it that way. Chip, what about you? What were your first impressions of this episode? Bro, I knew it, dude. Agatha all along. How like <laughs> I can't believe that I didn't just like go with my gut and open up and predict it in the first episode, but I was wrong and I apologize, but Agatha Harkness confirmed and it was Agatha all along. So sorry for ruining the big twist at episode eight, but there you go. Oh my God. Agatha all along. That's funny. She did. Good old Agatha. Um, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to give the response to that. Um, I'm just going to give the synopsis instead. We start in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 1985, where the TVA are ambushed by the variant they so desperately search for. A lead TVA agent is kidnapped by the variant, thus sparking an investigation by Mobius, played by Owen Wilson, and his new variant partner, Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston. Um, that's my synopsis. I wrote that all by myself. What do you guys think? You, you pleased with that? Is that cool? <laughs> Yeah, it's better than IMDb. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I figured. The IMDb one was was pretty freaking lame, but but yeah. So this episode, directed by Kate Heron, ri- written by Elisa Karasik and Michael Waldron. Um, again, it has Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson. It also has Sophia Di Martino. Which, if you looked at the IMDb before you watched the episode, you would have been spoiled immediately. Um, but then you got. Gogu Mbatha Ra, who plays Ravana Renslayer, um, Sasha Lane, Hunter C20, Eugene Cordero, Casey, uh, One Me, Musaku, Hunter B52. I mean B15. Um, 
the actors in this show are still amazing. I think mm -hmm. Owen Wilson is stealing this show. Um, he is hilarious with everything that he does. Um, what, what I mean, this is now episode two of Owen Wilson being in the MCU. Chip, what do you think? Are you happy with Owen Wilson so far? Yeah, he does not disappoint. I, um, I'm a fan. Mobius is the man. <laughs> it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be pretty disappointing when he, you know, gets murked off at the end of the series. But <laughs> for now, he is the man, and I am thoroughly enjoying him. Yeah. Um, Jesse asks, can a main character steal the show? Right, you, he is he is a main character, but he is stealing this show that's called Loki, not Mobius. So um, I could say that, yes, Owen Wilson is stealing the show of Loki. Um, Roy, what are your thoughts on Owen Wilson and his comedy throughout, especially this episode? He has some really, really good stuff going on. He does, and I like the fact that he gives a more... So I'm used to seeing him in things like Wedding Crashers and anything with Vince Vaughn, really. <laughs> um, Sillier stuff. And yeah, it's always the silly. And there's, it's just, it feels like he's playing a more straight. He's not as silly. He's still silly in certain degrees, but it, it feels like the character is more forcing it as an act um to throw people off while he's maintaining composure and analyzing an entire situation behind that facade i would agree and i like i like that you bring up the facade part of that and that he's he's putting on an act because there's a lot of mysteries about owen wilson mm -hmm. as well as his his direct comedic approach to this is just pure own wilson like that's what he does mm -hmm. but as far as being a little more sneaky he's being he's, he's doing a really good job um i think he's the the villain I, I honestly i think he might be one of the timekeepers um at, at this point but that, that i mean that's just that's my wild wild theory but like again he he's got some some sort of other motive um behind him i think and uh this one was starting to kind of show that roy so uh last episode there at the end there was a shovel in uh in the field and we found out that that was from third millennia tech which we know is king the conqueror uh mm. era mm. now i i might not be a hundred percent correct on this but i thought I thought at one point that Kang was described as someone who has lived everyone's he's like everyone. He's the everyone man kind of thing where he's lived enough lifetimes that he knows uh, what it's like to be everyone. And there you get a lot of banter between Owen Wilson and uh, the woman who plays Ren. Um, what is it? Renslayer? Renslayer is her name. Such a cool name. See, I, I'm. These are characters that are kind of newer to me. I'm not a hundred percent down with any of them. Um, and the way they're coming off, like I know that Renslayer is like a lover of Kang, 
the conqueror. So it kind of makes you feel like, you know, maybe this is a, a nod to the everyone portion of Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Like maybe uh, Kang has been in this situation before or Kang is the like, TVA. Mm. Yeah, Kang mm. is the TVA. So he sees everything, lives everything as if it's real time. Maybe. That's weird. Interesting. Um. I liked the uh, the like uh, we'll we'll talk about it later. But remind me when we talk about um, the the reveal later um, about my Kang thoughts. Remind me about that. Also, we're starting Kang Watch instead of Thunderbolts Watch for this one. It's going to be <laughs> Kang Watch. I feel like that'll be fun. Um, Jesse mentions that uh, Mobius. The name Mobius is in reference to a closed loop. And if you guys remember Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark discovered the Mobius loop for getting back in time and back to their original time. Um, do you guys think that has any sort of like play there? Like, do you think that just that one little throwaway line from Tony Stark could be a big part in Owen Wilson's character? Chip? You know, it. It's possible. I like it is interesting that none of the other characters have like time based names, but like this dude does. Like, and that was something that stuck out to me from the start. I was like, okay, so Mobius, this dude has like, like, I don't know. Nobody else has like a interesting name like that. They're all like numbers uh, mm -hmm. or like Ravana. Or like Casey. So, I mean, I don't know. He's the only <laughs> one that has an interesting name like that. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, he did have that reference of, I don't know how long I've been here. Time works differently here. Mm. Um, so it could be in reference to, like, he's an anomaly, something like that. He's the Mobius anomaly that's just always there. I don't know. That'd be, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see more of him mm -hmm. for sure. I want to see... I want to see where his character goes and what he actually is. I think Mobius could also be a nickname. Um, it's possible he could be a he could be one of the Nexus beings that like is the same in every different multiverse. So, right. I mean, I don't know, or maybe like I don't know because like their dialogue made it seem like he is fabricated. Like the Timekeepers literally made the TVA. Like brought him into existence like it's like it sounds like he's saying like the timekeepers created him like out of thin air so like i don't know it's it's weird the tva is weird yeah and it's it's interesting that like oh man that that whole conversation between loki and mobius when he's like do you know the end and they're like, no, they're still creating it as we speak. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't think the timekeepers really know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I think they're just they're, kind of flying by the seat of their pants. They're unraveling the threads of time. Yeah, it's very exactly true. Exactly what they uh, they said. It's like they are undoing. They're undoing the tapestry of time, basically, to create right. the perfect. It's. It's weird how they explained it. They they did 
to me, it, it sounded more like, okay, we have a ball of yarn that's just all mangled and everything else. And as they untangle it, they are weaving it into a perfect tapestry. Order, no chaos, no nothing. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so with Mobius, I don't know if you noticed it, but the uh, TVA badge has the Mobius strip in it. Interesting. I did not notice that, um, but that's a really good thing to bring up. Um, I mean, especially like, wow, that's, I didn't even notice that. Mm -hmm. He telling you, Owen Wilson's got to be one of the timekeepers. No, just nobody knows about it because, you know, if, if, oh, dude. It's it's um, a death. Years are turning now. Why'd you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> and it could completely be a red herring because of the way that Renslayer talks about, like, oh yeah, I, I talk to them all the time. I I know what they're doing. It, she, you know, she kind of gave off that vibe when she, when Mobius, how are they? And she's like, oh, they're they're great. They're they're so invested in this case. But Owen oh, Wilson delivered that in such a way where he's like. She has no idea what she's talking about. I'm a goddamn timekeeper. Yeah, go ahead and make up some bullshit. <laughs> you know? I'd like and and his character kind of makes it seem like he would do something like that. Like he would he would play that part and play the fool. And it's, I mean, watching this episode just at the very beginning, the or the investigation part of it, you know, he was playing the fool for a minute to see what, how far Loki would go. Maybe he's playing mm. the fool with, with that lady to see how far she'll take it to prove that she actually knows the timekeepers. I don't know. But, he He's definitely got some secrets, and I think he could potentially be the power broker. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Get out of here. <laughs> Well, now that we've talked uh, in length about Owen Wilson, um, let's get to the opening of this show <laughs> where, where we open up in Wisconsin, 1985, and they're at a Ren Fair, which Roy coming out for the Ren Fest here in a, in a month. It's going to be yep, awesome. Yep. We'll be up um, in uh, the Colorado area for that. One of the largest Ren Fairs in the United States. Mind you. We should we should dress up as TVA agents and go there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. I'll you know what? You can dress up like uh like Loki and I'll dress up like Mobius. I'll just put on a jacket that says variant <laughs> and run around. It's a good one. Um but I love the opening song of this. Like everybody needs a hero now and then, right? Mm-hmm. That song was awesome. Holding um, out for a hero, yeah. Yeah, what what did you guys think of that opening of the C C20 getting kidnapped? Um the little battle scene all the way up to Loki talking to the clock. What were your, what did you guys think of that? We'll start with Roy. So um with that scene, I I think it was it's foreshadowing. It's definitely foreshadowing with um, holding out for a hero because at this point, you know, the TVA is looking for a hero in Loki of all places. They don't know what to do about the variant. But the, the weird thing is maybe the variant 
is the hero because they're standing up to the TVA. So maybe the entire fight is kind of like the introduction to the hero in a sense. Mm. And like I said, I haven't, I I might've missed stuff, but from my point of view, just watching it, you know, the, the green enchantment on her, um, it made me immediately think of the enchantress. Uh, oh, okay. Just because okay. of the green emerald uh, wisps of smoke that roiled over. I I don't remember her name. Something 20. Um, C20? B, C, yeah, B20. C20. C20. Um, yeah, but it, it that made me immediately think of the enchantress for some reason. Enchantress is a Marvel character too, right? Not just a DC. Oh yeah, right. she's Thing. she's a huge DC or Marvel. Marvel. She's a huge Marvel character and one of the biggest foils between Loki, Thor, and her. Um interesting. Okay. I'm trying okay. to think of uh Scourge is her right-hand man actually. Uh, oh, interesting. They, and it's funny how they mentioned scourge, the word scourge. All right, I'm just going to go out there. Spoiler alert. Uh, the variant is a woman. It's it's woman Loki. That's what it is. That's what we're talking about. We're trying not to talk about it, but here we go. It's woman Loki. Roy thinks it's the enchantress. Now, bringing that point up, that's brilliant, considering that it's a Loki and Thor villain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a separate character in the comics, but I mean, like you could easily, like you could easily call her the Enchantress. Well, see, and Lady Loki is her own thing, I believe. Um, yeah, I think there was a point that Loki, being who he is, you know, he took the form of a woman instead of a man. I don't think it was a variant in the comics. I believe it was Loki. Well, the century, like, the century eradicated Loki and he was reborn as a woman. That's it. Mm. But uh, would would you think that maybe, I mean, maybe they could use that in this storyline where Thanos kills Loki and then he's re- reborn as a woman somehow. And then, you know, she's placed her, goes out of time to do whatever she needs to do um and that could be how she knows about the disasters in the future and the apocalypses mm-hmm. um but that's very interesting jesse says he smells a bet coming on i'm not ready to make that bet between <laughs> loki variant or enchantress quite yet yeah i think but, loki variants the safe bet there yeah I, yeah i don't think i would even take that bet but I'm I very just, close to it was reminiscent. Okay. And I, and I'm very close to maybe taking a bet on Owen Wilson being someone else. But I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. <laughs> Mephisto. Everyone's waiting for the bet. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed for sure. Um Chip, what did you uh what did you think about the training? Loki's training where he's like having to watch videos and talk to time whatever the clock that, miss minutes 
Yeah, I don't know. That's like, I don't know. That seemed kind of hackney. But I mean, I guess like you gotta gotta train your assets somehow. You know, it's one way to do it. I think I mean, it was it a formality. Us, like, it gave us a lot of insight. Like, it definitely like confirms that I was correct. Like, they're wiping out just like millions of lives every time they drop one of those things. So, I mean, that's multiverse and genocide. Yeah, pretty intense. Uh, um, I did like that effect too, where they actually kind of showed it, it reminded me a lot of WandaVision when mm. the hex expands and turns things into you know, whatever. Now, this is just the, the time bomb expanding and taking everything away, which is crazy. That shit is crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, yeah, that was pretty badass. I, yeah, my favorite uh, part of that scene was the uh, Agatha Harkness cameo. I'm, uh, I mean, it was not Catherine Hahn, but I'm dead convinced that that was uh, the character of Agatha Harkness. The one that leans out the door and is like, "Who are you?" The one <laughs> we like, need right this. When, <laughs> yeah, right when they first like, because watch that dude when they time portal in, like she literally watches that portal open and watches them step through doesn't give two shits about them appearing out of nowhere as if by magic her only concern is hey you guys aren't wearing the proper setup like she doesn't give a fuck that they're magical because she's magical and she's seen that before she's just like guys if you're gonna be here be in costume you gotta you know come on you gotta play along (laughs) So like I'm, I'm dead convinced that that was Agatha. Like the voice, it was the voice. Like definitely, like they made her look like her, but it wasn't Catherine Hahn for sure. Yeah. So I mean, it's right. debatable, but in my mind, That's that was funny. definitely Agatha. I didn't even, I, I didn't even think about that. I totally did a double take just looking at her when they came through because yeah, it, I didn't even think about the looking at the portal when they walk through. I just thought, oh, <laughs> why is she in the show? Oh, man, you know, she's, just yeah, she's in the background. She's like got her little red solo cup and like the mm-hmm. the time door is open. She's and she like looks right at him and like her face doesn't look shocked. She's just like annoyed. Like you guys can't be here in those costumes. Like <laughs> you're going to ruin it for all of us. Yep. Um. That's a that's funny, and you know it's the creators of the show have said that there's going to be a bunch of really good cameos, and that could be like one of them. You know how Marvel likes to troll, so that could be one of the cameos. Like, oh, you didn't notice it? That was totally Agatha. Come on, guys, get your shit together. (laughs) When they put out the DVD version, they're gonna CGI and Catherine Hahn, and then say it was (laughs) Agatha all along. Um, I really liked the, uh, showing of all the different Loki variants when, you know, they figured out that, that they needed to go to this place, you know, Owen Wilson comes and gets Loki from his training desk and they're doing the debriefing and you start to see all the Loki variants. I think my favorite was Hulk Loki yeah, or Dr. Loki or Mr. Hyde. I don't, I don't even know, but um what did you guys think about that whole debriefing scenario? I mean there were there were different 
everyone is feeling different towards Loki and whether or not uh, you know he's a variant they all kind of hate him yeah well uh, it's interesting that Loki's one of the most active like beings in breaking the timeline like <laughs> they've had to trim him like more than almost anybody else like I think didn't they say that they've trimmed him more than anybody else? I thought they yeah. said like is it, he's the one that I we thought found they said the most almost more. Like I thought they said almost, almost more. Is, yeah, oh, okay. like that. So like Kang they is implied one, that there's a couple more, like okay. higher than him, which is interesting. Yeah, Roy, you had uh, something to say? Yeah, I want to go back to real quick back to the TVA training that Loki is going through, and this scene. If nothing else convinces me that the TVA is evil, it's this scene uh, with Miss Minutes and the way she's talking with Loki. And the reason, you know, I didn't think about it right when it was happening until I saw the credits after the show. But Miss Minutes, uh, the TVA is literally being trained by a psychopath. Uh, With Miss Minutes being uh, the voice actor is Tara Strong who is the original voice of Harley Quinn. So you're just making a coincidence (laughs) into a thing. It's it's (laughs) making a coincidence, but like, I just thought it was a great coincidence that, you know, I'm already thinking that the TVA are bad guys and then they get, you know, a complete, um, the, the person who portrays a psychopath to be the person who teaches the TVA agents. It, to me, it was, it was a that good nod. <laughs> that, that's that makes sense. I like that. <laughs> and I, um, I was pleasantly surprised to see her name in the credits. Yeah. I do like that, that interaction with him and miss minutes where he's like, are you alive? <laughs> like, can you understand me? Mm-hmm. And she's like, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> So that's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe this whole thing is just an illusion. Mm-hmm. Cause didn't, didn't Loki say in the first episode, like this is just some sort of illusion that whatever. An elaborate, yeah. elaborate ploy. Elaborate ploy. Um, I'd be interesting if that was, if that were the case, if he just wakes up and, you know, back in Mongolia and he's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> so with the debriefing um as we were talking about the the thing that struck me is as they were going through them you kind of got like different versions that they were showing and i i i laughed so hard when we saw uh the tour de france loki because it was all the rage you know we got lance armstrong cheating and all that kind of stuff and doping and winning. And then we get Loki who is an Asgardian. So he already has enhanced stamina, strength, speed. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. He's Loki Armstrong, <laughs> just cheating his yeah. way through trophies and medals. How funny. So, good. Yeah. Good call. He wasn't, he wasn't exactly cheating, but imagine the government finding out, Oh, this guy who's been we- winning all these tri- triathlons and everything is actually an Asgardian. <laughs> yeah, yep, he's, a, he's a variant. <laughs> he's a variant. This whole thing is messed up. Um, How funny is that? 
but I mean, so I wrote him down as I saw him. It was a blue Loki, which makes me think that one of the variants, um, basically, Frost Giant. yeah, uh, accepted his heritage. Then there was, I'm not sure if it was a troll Loki or like a Hulk, because I mean, he was big and he was green, but Loki's color scheme is green. So it kind of makes sense, but yeah, you I know. like to think it was a Dr. Loki, Mr. Hyde kind of thing, or, uh, or maybe he got gamma radiation somehow. Although Thor did get hit with the full force of a star. So I don't think mm. gamma would do much <laughs> to a maybe God. Not. Then there was, uh, the Seder Loki, um, Troll can you get your bets? <laughs> um, so then there was a satyr Loki. It was like a half goat man Loki with a really oh, long yeah. beard. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the and then last one the, was like, the, like glasses Loki, the one with the really dark. He looked like uh, Mister Strange Loki from the Batman Strange or whatever Hugo Strange I Loki. I don't think I saw that one. He was the last one they showed, and he had like sunglasses on, and he kind of looked like. Oh, I thought that was like Norse Loki because he had like antlers and like actual barbarian Loki. Um, yeah, that one looked more like um, like classic look Loki when they like were drawing him back in seventies and eighties. Um, okay, and he was like very like Norse. Yeah, that's totally mm-hmm. what I was like thinking okay. when I saw him. Okay. Yeah, I did. I liked their their run through of all the different variants. Like we've caught you so many times, dude. <laughs> and then when they make him turn around, when he's like, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm the better one, right?" That he's not the lesser Loki. And they're like, "What does the back of your jacket say?" I love that when he turns around and yeah. it says variant. He's like, "You assholes." <laughs> yeah. And this is where I I said that we get a we see a lot of narcissism from Loki this entire episode. Where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm superior. You know, I'm superior. Yeah. I'm the better one. He doesn't want he doesn't want to acknowledge that there may be better Lokis out there. Well, that's impossible. Yeah. You're speaking nonsense right now. Uh, that know, there's other Lokis? Yeah. Better Lokis? Yeah. You're probably right. There's not there's no such thing. There's only one Loki, and it's variant 25436. I don't know his actual number, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think it was, wasn't it 1300 or something like that? Yeah, he's uh, like, I don't know. He's not even, he's like an offshoot of an offshoot. Like, he's not, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So they, uh, so they do this debriefing, go through the really fun things, and then they go back to the circus where Loki proceeds to stall. And as Roy was saying, um, he's being, you know, a narcissist through this whole episode, but he's also just kind of being the old Loki that we know and love, where he's just kind of being a trickster, you know? Um, mm-hmm. At what point, Chip, did you realize that that whole investigation from Loki was a distraction. Um, I mean, I feel like as soon as Owen Wilson said, I'm going to go get a snack, I was like, oh, okay. 
So this is just like keep him busy while you go get lunch. All right. Like, I don't know. Oh, I think he's talking about the tent, Chip. Yes, the tent. When they're oh. breaking down, when they're investigating, they go back in time to Wisconsin. And they're investigating. And Loki starts, he starts stalling. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really get the point of that. Like, I felt like it was obvious that, like, it should have been an obvious move for Mobius not to buy that. Because it's, like, literally the first time you've taken him out, you know, like, without a leash. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I didn't, that was weird. I'm, like, like I'm still not sure if, like, other Loki was outside waiting to ambush them or not. So, like, probably not, though. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it was just Loki testing the waters to see how gullible they are. Like... He does Roy mention how he does mention how gullible the TVA are, and he's to a point he's right because you can tell and you can see it in the expressions of the uh, the Minutemen's faces. Uh, I it, it almost seems like Mobius was maybe caught up in it for a second, um, but I don't think he actually believed it. But at the same time, the way. Um, Loki had there was a line that he said uh, and that was where there are wolf's ears wolf teeth are near and you know trickster's gonna trick but when he says that you know you gotta you gotta be aware of your surroundings uh, he had a serious demeanor when he was looking around and he to me it seemed like he was legitimately thinking, this is what I would do. I would make them look for a captive. You know, they're going to leave out this entrance. It's the perfect ambush spot. And I think once he started mentioning it, you know, if I was the variant and I could hear what was going on, I'd be taken off. You know, I'll, he knows now. So. Tip. No, and I, um, I just like thinking about it now it occurs to me like that loki had said like sometimes you can use the fact that people are expecting you to be dishonest like sometimes you can use that to your advantage so like now i'm wondering if like the other loki was indeed in wait and like our hero loki knows like even if they don't believe me they're gonna listen to me talk long enough that this timer is gonna run out we're going to dip before they walk outside and get hit by the trap. So like, regardless of whether they believe him or not, he knows mm -hmm. that he's going to like kill enough time. Cause he doesn't even start that shit until the chicks like, we got three minutes. Okay. Like, <laughs> so yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a test on both parts on Mobius was testing Loki to see how much of a trickster he would be. And Loki was testing Mobius to see if he would fall for his tricks. And I think Mobius won that. This this whole episode was kind of a battle of wits, I feel like, between Mobius and Loki. Every conversation they had was, like, who can outsmart the other? And in a way, it just kind of seemed like they tied by the end, you know? Roy? Yeah, so 
something else we also learned during this exchange is that if the time the reason they were counting down is if that timer goes past a certain point the the timeline can no longer be trimmed so mm. what ha they have only a specific amount of time to trim and then if it doesn't it causes a nexus event like a cataclysmic nexus event and that kind of plays that plays heavily into later in the episode with things they're talked about mm. but it it really got you thinking right away well what happens if you know what actually happens to the timeline if that happens so i i thought that was a good takeaway from also how they played the entire situation to give you insight to that and the Minutemen kind of becoming fearful. Hey, we got to go, <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And that, I mean, that makes sense. At least there's a little more stakes there. Cause it, I guess to me, I was like, Oh, so the little line hits the red line and then that's it. But if there's some crazy cataclysmic event that's going to happen, then yeah, it makes sense that they need to get the F out of there. Mm -hmm. um, but Loki in a way, I mean, in all honesty, there there wasn't much of a mission there. You know, the Lady Loki was already mm -hmm. gone. Um, she had what she wanted. She, you know, obviously we, we find out her plan later on in the episode, but she wasn't worried about any of this happening. Which, by the way, I feel like one thing, one hint that gave away Lady Loki for me was the fact that she took a female officer. I figured she would take a female officer because then she could then use that armor. Mm -hmm. I was wrong there. Um, I, that, I thought that that's what, what it was going to do is that she was going to, she's like, Oh, that's my size. I'll totally take that and go sneak into yeah. the, the TBA. Um, but you know, we find out later that was not it. Um, so in a way, this mission was kind of moot. There wasn't a reason to go there. She was already gone and she was at the place that she was going to be anyway. So, Loki going and stalling. Yes, he might have thought, might have thought there was a trap, and he could have saved their lives. But I think he was just testing the waters, which then kind of um, failed the mission. So, so you go back to the TVA. And everyone's all pissed off because Loki is a trickster and he's going to trick and he messes everything up. And so, the, you know, the next thing you know, Mobius is in. Uh, talking with what what's her name god ravona ravana ravona um who by the way she has a really cool office she has the the uh timekeepers and carbonite behind her desk which is pretty cool yeah the three um, lizards yeah the three lizards um but i really i found it really interesting that she brought up the fact that the timekeepers have to decree something like Loki changing his ways because uh, Mobius is on is on this thought pa thought pattern that Loki is kind of trying to be good and that he's helping them and trying to you know whatever when in all actuality this lady is like well the timekeepers have to decree that and they haven't decreed that so that can't be possible and she said they're monitoring every aspect of this case um to me, that's kind of a dead giveaway that she doesn't really know who the timekeepers are, what they're doing, where they are. 
she's monitoring everything of this case because she doesn't want to get killed. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. if she messes something up, the timekeepers are going to be like, wait, I thought you had this under control. What's going on here? What did you guys think about that conversation between Mobius and uh, Ravana? Roy, we'll start with you. Um, I, it gave me all the wrong vibes about her specifically. Like you said, like she doesn't actually know what's going on in the background. Um, she probably just gets orders and reports to those orders and doesn't know who is actually giving them. Um, it's, it's hard to say also because the way they make it sound is like, Oh, well, a, a, a offshoot path is the wrong path. Like they've said a million times. It's basically, the rule of law there is only order only follow set path um you may only answer a on this question because that's what we laid before you if you answer anything else you're trimmed out of existence and it's it, it gets rid of the freedom of choice or the what is it free will free will that's it so it, it timekeepers are dictators. Chip, what do you think? Do you think she knows the timekeepers? Do you think she's met them? Obviously, Owen Wilson hasn't met them. Mobius hasn't met them because he kind of admitted that. Do you think she's met them or that she might be being played by someone? You know, I hard to tell at this point, uh, but I have definitely picked up like vibes between her and mobius both times that they've really interacted so i um i almost think like i almost think like maybe mobius is kang they're gonna like reveal that I'm he's gonna to think disguise and then you know let the other actor take over for him because like in the comics uh the renslayer is kang's girlfriend so i mean the fact that Mobius and her have vibes could be like a hint Dude. about that. Um, or her yeah. favorite agent is Kang. Her favorite I mean, other agent is Kang. The other one, yeah. Man. I don't know, though. I'm starting to think more and more that Mobius is is going to be end up being Kang. And he's a shapeshifter, too, isn't he? Mm. You know, I think tech to do it. Okay. So (laughs) I would think that like at this point, I think uh, Mobius and Ravana are timekeepers themselves (laughs) and they don't know it, that they're, they, they like don't know that they're timekeepers and that Kang is actually the third timekeeper that's keeping everyone out of the loop. That would be something that I would think, you know, they like they're stuck in this Mobius loop. They can't get out of it because Kang has trapped them there. And now Loki is trying to get them out of this Mobius loop. So Lady Loki's actually a good guy. Now I'm just trailing off. Interesting. Spieling, but <laughs> I mean, that could I'll, have be... to, 
I'll have to uh, solidify that theory by next week. Um, once that next episode airs, I'm sure we'll know more. So I'll, I'll try and write something out. Um, I had that for Star Wars Episode Eight. I had this like thousand word essay about how Ray was Luke Skywalker's daughter and how Poe was um, related somehow. <laughs> fanfics I, I was way off but i wrote that shit so i'll i'll try and get someone or some some sort of theory for this show and uh maybe I we mean, can make a bet out of it um what about that franklin d roosevelt high school pen they really zoomed in on that do you guys know anything about franklin d roosevelt high school is there some sort of connection there I think I want to say it was one of the big like integration schools. Uh, let me see. Franklin. D. I Roosevelt feel like I missed that. Next, I like feel I like it was. Um, I feel like it was one of the first schools that did like integration. And like. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, I. I, I feel like I missed that little spot. I don't yeah, so it's when he's it. signing. It's like he's signing his write-up or something. And mm -hmm. he uses this pen. And he makes a, a remark about it. Um, let's see. Mobius remarks he doesn't remember the pen and indicates that it came from a past field operation. Humorously teasing Ravana about being aware of another secret TVA analyst. He does not know um, or that she keeps on the side. <laughs> her side um, piece. Her side piece, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to read this as quickly as I possibly can. So, um, so I, while you're doing that, uh, so I feel like this is the second time we've heard the name Franklin in the Disney Plus series. Uh, mm. Once with the beekeeper being Franklin in WandaVision. And now a Franklin D. Roosevelt pen. And it's F.R. Franklin Roosevelt, which makes me think of Franklin Richards. Okay. Reed Richards' uh, son. Uh, you think they're going to go that way? You think they're going to go with the Fantastic Four I, I, children I, instead? I don't know, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird that Franklin, the name Franklin has popped up twice. In just mm. the Disney Plus, it makes me want to go back and watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier to see if there was any reference of Franklin in that. And I know, I know, Marvel likes to drop kind of like hints to future events in all of their, um, all of their series, even if they're subtle. It's just a nod in that direction. Hmm. And we actually got one of those other nods in this episode, um, though it's a little bit later uh, when Loki and Mobius are jumping around time. Huh. Interesting. Um, so, so this article coming from GamesRadar.com is saying that uh, <laughs> we're reading be, the same thing. Be, yeah, it could be Molecule Man. Um, the pen is special. Maybe because it's a keepsake for Ravona, um, because it maybe have some 
some sort of level of power. That's where Molecule Man went to school or something. We're going to have to do a little more research on that and come back next week for corrections and uh, try and f dive a little bit deeper into that pen because I, I feel like this article is doing exactly what we're doing right now. I'm just going, yeah, it could, it could be this. <laughs> so there's there's got to be some sort of significance with that, and I would like to know what it is. You in the comments, um, if you know anything about the Franklin Roosevelt pen that they use, give us some info. Um, which, by the way, thank you all for joining us in that. Jesse and the we have a few other people in there. Say hello if you're there. Um, I think Ixie's in there. Um, thank you guys for joining us in the live chat. Again, we are Marvel Cannon Madness. We are live every Wednesday talking about Loki. Um, and then after Loki, we'll be talking about everything Marvel. So, all right. Now, we're going to the library, which was one of my favorite parts of this episode. Um, I, <laughs> I like that... Mobius just sits him down, sits Loki down. He's like, here, read all this. I need you to figure out something about this case. You need to find something that that I can work with, please. And he sits him down in this giant library, which is really freaking cool. And then apparently <laughs> lets the librarian know that Loki is only allowed to read things about Loki whether it's past or future or present, he is only allowed to read Loki things. Yeah. Chip, what were your initial thoughts after this whole library scene where he's going through, you know, he's going through all these records and kind of making fun of them. He's like, Oh, the Minutemen get ambushed again by the variant. Big surprise. Oh, look at that. Uh, another coincidence. Ugh. And then goes and talks to the librarian who basically just shows him his own file. He's looking for anything about the, the timekeepers. He's, you know, he's like, I need, I need to know about the, the end of time. I need to know about the beginning of time. And she's like, no, nope. I'll give you a book about you. And that's it. Yeah. Chip, what did you think about that whole that whole montage of of reading all that stuff? Uh, it, uh, I thought it was pretty like I thought it was pretty funny. Like he's the librarian. The librarian was pretty hilarious. Uh, just I mean, because obviously they're gonna let any staff know about this random ass variant running around their library asking about like, so I, I feel like there's no way she wasn't aware of his presence already because of the type of organization the TVA is. And then like, I just really liked how he uh, had to hit her bell to get her to pay attention. Like she dead <laughs> ignores him the first two times he says anything and he like daintily taps the bell. And then she finally gives him her attention. I, just, it was I do that at work easy. sometimes. I'll be like looking up and I'll see someone and I'll be like, ring that bell. And I'll wait till they ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Roy? What are your, what are your thoughts on the whole library scene? Um, I think it plays into a scene a little bit further along with Mobius. And, I guess I guess the thing I noticed to me is when he's reading the file about the Ragnarok, uh, the destruction of Asgard, and you see like 
Yes, I agree with Jesse uh, that he was genuinely heartbroken about the destruction of Asgard, but only momentarily as he was reading it, he had that, that light bulb flash on. And he went from being awestruck to like, oh, I can prove that I'm better now. And I know, and then he rushes off to talk to Mobius in the lunchroom. Yep. And when he gets there, I find I find it uh, increasingly funny that he proceeds to do his demonstration with Mobius's lunch, even though Mobius isn't, isn't done with it. And he's like, he's trying to explain the that during a cataclysmic event, this is where the variant would be hiding because no matter what you do uh, during the cataclysmic event, the cataclysmic event will wipe out the remnants of what you've done, thus setting the timeline correct anyways, just like how the reset charges do. Hmm. So he's sitting here putting the salt and the pepper in the little, I don't know, a salad. salad. I couldn't tell what it was. And I, then I haven't he tries that to salad use, yet. He I tries really to use that salad. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to use uh, that off Pepsi product and it's empty. So he gets up and you see Casey again, which I hope we see Casey every episode, honestly. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> hey, you. you. <laughs> hey, nice to see yes. you. Yeah, <laughs> he proceeds to take. I don't know what it was. It looked like uh, one of those. It was a coconut. juice box. Be honest, it was a it's juice, a juice box. box. Yeah, well, it was, sure. but it looked like a coconut <laughs> milk container. Yeah. Uh, and even when he pours it out, it looks milky. Looks like but an honest like, kid's juice box. Yeah, as he's pouring it in, he's like, "No matter what, this is Ragnarok. It's happening. It's pouring in your salad, and it's wiping away that salt. You know, which salt being a metaphor for all." you know, bad things that are happening during it. Yeah. And, and it kind Owen of proved Wilson that is like, oh, sorry. Owen Wilson's like, maybe that works, you know, like he doesn't know. And you, that, that, you know, we were talking about him maybe being a time Lord. You would think that he would immediately be like, Oh yeah, that could work. But he doesn't pick it up that quick. So that was my, I, I thought that was a, a good lead in. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting how he figured it out so quick. Although he did, I, I feel like his description of, I could go push Hulk off the rainbow bridge and it wouldn't matter because Ragnarok still happened. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of just shows his naivete towards the future because he doesn't really know how big of a part Hulk plays in that future. He couldn't really throw him off the rainbow bridge, but his point was valid. You know, his, I could go there and do whatever I want and nothing is going to happen. Um, I like that. He pointedly targeted Hulk with the throw him off a bridge. Oh yeah, man. He, (laughs) he hates Hulk and them just still kind of throwing that in there is awesome. I did love the Ragnarok music callback that mm-hmm. they had when he was reading about Ragnarok and they did that kind of that music where he's getting the light bulb and he's like I got it by George I got it um and I the the more I, you know the more we see things 
when they go back to Pompeii, he's, you know, he, he convinces Mobius to go back to Pompeii so they can mess with, uh, mess with things before the volcanic eruption. And I feel like Mobius being the time Lord that he is, didn't detect a variance because he knew what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like something might've happened there. Maybe something him throw, getting the goats out of the, anything he did could have, it's like the butterfly effect. Any dust that you kick up could change the course of time. But then again, I could be wrong. Um, and Owen Wilson could just be like, Oh shit. He's actually right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Owen Wilson's like spinning all the wheels behind the scenes. Uh, like maybe that's why he's like somebody comments like you're you're really fond of that Loki variant. Like maybe he's really fond of this Loki variant because he's already involved with the other Loki variant. And it's all his plan. Like he's the one that made Loki sit down with that paperwork so that Loki could see the Ragnarok thing, so that Loki could figure out, hey, you could hide here. I mean, Mobius knows that Loki's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It could all just be Mobius, like, spinning wheels in the background, like, moving pieces where he wants them to be right now so that he can do his, like, big coup of well, the TVA. And maybe he's been cursed. Maybe there's some sort of curse going on where he goes in a loop constantly. He's gone in this loop over and over and over and over again, and he's trying to do anything to get out of this loop or whoever put him there and get, you know, giving Loki hints as to how to get out. I mean, there could be, there's so many possibilities with, with this, you know, that's a good thought. I only have two things about this scene. The first one being a subtle hint to the future of the MCU from the Pompeii. Uh, I don't know if you knew it, but I immediately thought of it was Kit Harrington was in the Pompeii movie. So <laughs> I felt like it was a nod to Kit Harrington, who is our future black Knight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I watch a lot of movies, so that's okay. <laughs> um, and what was the, there was another thing about, about this scene and now I've drawn a blank. It's the Pompeii scene. We'll skip ahead because I, I lost my train of thought on that one. Loki's I did like I did we're say... from the future. We are from the future, right? Where's the yeah, it seems future Yeah. I did like the fact that hiding in an apocalypse, you know, I thought that was a, a really cool little loophole. Obvi- obviously I'm just trying to dissect everything by saying that mobius knows what's going on that's why he's not detecting a variant but i mean in all actuality like that is very smart I mean, to go hide somewhere that's going sound. it and like, it makes sense you know like yeah. so how many shows out there have tried and failed when it comes to time travel and yeah. like explaining time travel even marvel I mean, properties and obviously like you there are certain things you could do that would create a variance like if you show up to pompeii and you like etch like loki was here if you like etch that in a wall that might actually create a variance because that might survive the fucking explosion and be petrified but like right 
if you're just talking about like you're running through the streets willy-nilly stabbing people, that's not going to matter at all because all those people are going to get covered in ash anyway. Um, right. So, I mean, it, like there are there are things you could do that would still create a variance, but I mean, I feel like if you're they're hiding out, you're not going to do anything big and obvious like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a yeah. really clever, really logical, like, hideout. Oh, yeah. I remember my other point, and that's, uh, I feel like the Marvel producers and anyone involved in the storyline probably had to ra- read Ray Bradbury, <laughs> simply because mm-hmm. he is a fictional author who dealt with so he much with a lot butterfly of effect. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. Um, also, Fahrenheit 451 seems to be a, a kind of like a big deal in this future. It's like, this is order. This is what you do. Don't read books. You know, don't change the <laughs> timeline, guys. Yeah. You know, the timeline is the books. Don't go do yeah. it. I mean, it's obviously it's it's just leading up to multiverse of madness. I think everything is going to lead up to multiverse of madness, um, mm. and I think that's going to be our Avengers, you know, four point five or whatever it is. Like it'll be Avengers light. You know, you'll get kind of this dark Avengers feel with maybe not dark, but like magic Avengers, where you got Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange and Loki. And maybe 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 it's even Lady Loki that ends up coming into this universe. You know, I mean, they are moving very fast towards like an all female Avengers cast, so it's very possible that Lady Loki comes and joins the good guys. And uh, you know, Lady then, then Loki, get... yeah, Lady Loki is a part of A Force as well, which is like the all female team that Marvel. Had there for you a go. minute. Um, but yeah, so dang it. Now they, that I think about it, man, sorry. Now that I think about it, She Hulk as well is a member of the A Force. So, like, she's coming in. That's yeah, that's two of the members right there. Huh. Yep. Yep. Um, Jesse said he just read on Reddit that TVA City in the Quantum Realm. Uh, time passes differently and the infinity stones don't work there um, that makes sense and I, we discussed that last week actually that they might be in the quantum realm because um, because the city kind of looks like a watch mm-hmm. no and that's just kind of like that was just our initial thought but I, I I would agree that they could be in the quantum realm and that would make so much sense that it's a Mobius loop in the quantum realm. What you got, Chip? Spectrum is also an A-Force. So that is literally three of the A-Force members that they have, like, just dropped within the last, like, couple months. So that... Huh. <laughs> so A-Force yeah, watch now. A Force Watch. That's all right, though, man. We need we need more female characters anyway. I mean, it's it's cool that they're bringing all these people in because, I mean, it's been so dominated by male characters that it would be nice mm-hmm. to get some more female superheroes in there. Um, I mean, you got Miss Marvel coming in too. She could probably be a part of it, I'm sure. But 
Um, anyway, moving on to they they obviously they figure out that you can hide in an apocalypse, so they have to figure out which apocalypse Lady Loki is hiding in. Which at this point, uh, our hero Loki doesn't know that it's Lady Loki yet. They they really referred to to Lady Loki as he a lot in this, a lot. Anytime they were talking about the variant, it was she was referred to as he. Well, he's yeah. doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. They really, really, really pounded that down our throats that it's probably a dude. Well, twist, it's a lady. And I am pretty sure that we talked about it possibly being Lady Loki last week, if I'm not mistaken. So whenever this happened, you know, they, they go to Georgia or wherever they go for for this apocalypse that's happening. And you finally get the reveal of Lady Loki, mm. but you don't get it immediately. You kind of get this, um, what did I call it? Consciousness travel. You know, she's transferring her consciousness between people, and then finally you get to the reveal. So, whenever B fifty two B fifteen hits, um, touches the uh, conscious the what would you call them the Loki conscious person. And then uh, the B-15. enchanted subject. Enchanted. There, oh, pff, there you go. So when she touches the enchanted subject and then becomes enchanted herself, what did you guys think right there? What were your thoughts as soon as the consciousness traveled into B15? Roy, start with you. So, all right. We're dealing a lot with magic here. And right before they actually came over, there was, they had said that there are small variations in the abilities of the Lokis as well. And something they mentioned was the, the creating illusionary uh, duplicates and Loki had to stop them and explain the difference between a uh, projection and a duplicate. A duplicate was, something that was created in a hurry and might not represent real time. So it might not look exactly the same, but is used to throw someone off much like how in dungeons and dragons, there's a spell called uh, mirror image. It creates illusionary duplicates of you though. They are semi translucent or anything, or their, their forms waver kind of like they're sped up. And sure. it does the same to you, so it's hard to distinguish who is real. And then Loki goes to uh, describe a illusionary projection, which is um, a real-time image that looks exactly the same down to every detail, including molecular structure. So we got kind of a, a tutorial on his one of his primary abilities. And then when we get here, we see uh, lady Loki's ability, which is kind of like a mental domination an enchantment that is able to pass via touch. Um, and it, it kind of shows you the difference between our Loki and lady Loki, because he says it's a cowardly act. And that, that kind of plays into the whole, I think, Loki, because of this right here, kind of shows you that he is not going to agree with the TVA 
because it is taking away free will mm-hmm. and Lady Loki is committing a cowardly act through her enchantments taking away someone's free will. So I think it shows you the dynamic that in that moment, he kind of realizes we're not the same person, you know? Sure. And the variant scheme is true. You you know, there is a difference in us. And then when he sees the lady Loki, he's like, okay. Like he doesn't, he's like, eh, you know, that's cool. You're lady. I feel like he was. I feel you. like he was a little more surprised than that when when right. she pulled down the hood and he was like, "Oh, it's oh." I really feel like there's a little bit more of a surprise there that like he like all of his thoughts and predictions of who this is and what they could be just all crumbled right in front of him because he was like, I thought this was me. I thought this was another version of me doing this this whole time. Like she doesn't even look like me. So again, that brings up the enchantress thing. I I like that Mm -hmm. idea that it's an enchantress trying to play the part of Loki. But then again, lady Loki could play a part in Thor love and thunder. Could be. She could be sure. in there with Natalie Portman as Lady Thor, you know? Hmm. Now, something else at this scene, the reason I said Enchantress was because Lady Loki in the comics has black hair. But in this, she has more blonde hair, which Enchantress is renowned for having like luscious blonde hair, having a full figure and being seductive towards men that is true Um, i was a little bit off put by blonde hair i'm not saying that it it couldn't be but from someone who reads the comics and all that and sees this my immediate thought was drawn more towards enchantress than it was lady loki um and the headpiece i did notice that the headpiece had one horn broken off it looked like yeah, which Maybe is a, a uh, which is a reference to Loki, agent of Asgard. The comics, okay. um, yep, rocks that exact same crown. Does it get like knocked off in the comics, or is it just? You know, yeah. I I'm not sure exactly how it gets cut off. It's just like it. One of the horns is busted off. Hmm. I don't, you know, Jesse says we should make a bet on the Enchantress or Lady Loki. I don't want to make a bet. I'm pretty convinced that it's the Enchantress. Like you guys talking about the blonde hair and the green magic and everything else. Like, barely convinced that it's. I don't know. I, you, you did it, Roy. <clears throat> you crazy some bitch. I'm in. <laughs> you did it. So is this um, the bet? Is this the bet we're making then? Oh, absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I i'd go for it i already had to pay the punishment once so i'm always down yeah, because safe bet i don't want to make a safe bet though the <laughs> other one wasn't a safe bet um this one i feel like this one's a fairly safe bet that it's not a loki variant that it's a different type of villain or like Jesse was saying over here, it could be a sim- simulation of Kang to see the timeline where he wins, which is 
fairly interesting. Um, but the Infinity Stone is not working there is a dead giveaway that that's in the Quantum Realm for sure. So... <laughs> I, Does Owen Wilson say wow before the finale or in the finale? Probably... We take it over under? I'd say episode four. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll get a big reveal. Wow. So something uh, Jesse just said, this is a simulation for Kang to see uh, see the timeline where he wins and what breaks it open to create actual multiverse of like, well, madness, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that so if I remember right, madness or insanity um is basically well, what's the what was the term it's doing the exact same thing over and over again expecting stuff to oh, change the definition of insanity so yeah so right there it's insanity is a form of madness uh, i guess mobius is repeating the same thing maybe uh, that's a that's a good point <laughs> it's just did you just that's a good point yourself i I, no not not myself i meant to jesse jesse saying that that that's a really good point oh okay that kang is repeating the same thing expecting something to change to create you know or trying to find it the loop is this entire simulation of from kang I don't know. Uh, it's okay. a tangent, but it's like that definition and the multiverse of madness. It was like, oh, that that is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'm just this this whole us talking about this is just raising more questions, and I feel like I'm I'm getting <laughs> answers this, for. This show is doing a lot of that, and I love I, it. I love that. I, I think this show is so much. But like leaps and bounds better than WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And not because those shows are bad by any means, but I just feel like I'm so much more captivated by this show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like each show has something it's trying to represent. Um, WandaVision was represent re- representing grief, depression, and those uh, feelings. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier was more of a uh, coming to self-realization type of story, realizing that I need to step up, I need to do this. Because it it was that way for both um, Bucky and... Sam and Bucky. Yeah. yeah. Because they both we're going through the same shit, but by the end of the series, they're like, okay, we're good. You know, we had to work through our issues to accept ourselves. It was more of a self-acceptance, self-acceptance yeah. kind of. Yes. Series. And with this, this is more of, there's no like true emotion that I can tell yet, except for it's, this is just a joy ride right now. There's, there's, yeah. no, I don't know. It, it's literally making me question my sanity. 
This is like back into like meat and potatoes Marvel. Where like people have powers, shit's gonna start like getting super real. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I'm excited for it. We've had a couple. It's very like, comic booky. It's so much more sci-fi yeah, now. That's it's that's so what I mean. More... Like we had WandaVision that was like a whole thing on in and of itself. Uh, Bucky and Cap was uh, basically like a spy thriller, just generic action movie. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like, yeah, this one actually feels like we're watching Marvel comics again. So I'm I'm super stoked on it. Well, I feel like we're getting an actual story that has to do with the MCU again. Like yes. I this this show is going to have huge implications to the to the future of Marvel, whether it be the mm. next few movies or the next few years. Like this seriously could could set off so many things. I mean, the end of this episode when Lady Loki drops all those bombs into all the different timelines. Dude, that was nuts to see their to see their timeline just branch off into all these crazy splinters. Like th- that could seriously have just ruined the MCU. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, d- changed so much in it. Oh um, yeah, did you see some of the locations that those time bombs went to? Uh, I caught a yeah. couple. Like Sokovia, I think was one of them, and Sokovia. Ego? Uh, ego, Hong Kong, um, one of the other every, places from Guardians, like um, every single locale from any of the movies, like just mm-hmm. got a bomb. Like, mm-hmm. like she's like, she's, she's like wiping out the entire story of anyone that was involved in the Battle of Thanos. I think she basically just gave us the entire What If series, like, yeah. I, I feel like the entire what if series is just oh. different branches that she just created now. Like yeah. I was thinking that while I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, all those what ifs are just branches that she just made basically. Huh? That's uh, that's interesting. And I like that Jesse, the time Lords uh, are TVA employees or sorry. They're the TVA employees are mind white people from prune timelines, which I mean Loki. Yeah. They they could totally do that with him. Like I feel like that he would be asked to work for them and then you know given the given <laughs> the good old C3PO R2D2 going to um, turn around and have Steve Rogers as a TVA employee yeah. after he took the time stones back. Oh, sorry bud, mm-hmm. you got to come with us. You're yeah. uh, you're now Captain Timeline. Yeah. Captain I, I Timeline. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> I just created a new superhero, guys. He's a hero. Go He's going to get the variants down to zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm i excited. I'm excited to see what else happens here. What, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. She could have created that entire What If show. This series is only six episodes, if I'm not mistaken. What? Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty I sure. It it's, Let's start the petition. They need to add a couple episodes. Just heavy-handed um, Adam on the it, end. I believe they said that it's already been confirmed for a season two. Oh, See, that, so, I don't know. I'm going to double down me, on my prediction that at the end he's just going to be a time cop. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, Loki premiered on June 9th and will consist of six episodes. It is part of phase four of the MCU. A second season is in development. 
Nice. So yes, a second season is there. I mean, they they had to. They knew the show was going to be good. And Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson are fantastic together. Yeah, they are really good at playing off of each other. Um, out of all of the characters in the MCU, Tom Hiddleston has one of the biggest fan bases just for playing mm-hmm. Loki because people mm-hmm. love evil guys. They do. Yeah. I mean, well, it's and they like people. They like people the questionable the... evil evil guys, the ones yeah. that are like, "Is he evil or is he just lost?" Misunderstood. Yeah. And you know, and it's sad because even then, you have people that are like in love relationships with Joker and Harley Quinn, and it's like that's the wrong kind of evil to um, idolize. Right. Like you can right. idolize Loki because he is sympathetic. Um, where he shows a lot of human characteristics in all of his actions, and he even changes for the better in some ways. Whereas, like the Joker and Harley Quinn, people have that love relationship with them, but the dude's just a domestic abusing. Uh, narcissistic psychopath (laughs) that has you know Stockholm syndromed uh, his nurse into loving him there is no redeeming qualities to the Joker right well usually whatever man Christian Grey does it and you write him a novel Joker does it and you throw him under the bus come on (laughs) wow okay um they're the same guy. So that's <laughs> that's I, basically. I, if I knew what you were talking about, I'd maybe agree. Are you talking? <laughs> you're talking about sh- sh- the Fifty Shades of Grey, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. I'm Is... removing you from the stream for ten seconds. <laughs> um, so that's all I have for <laughs> this episode. Really, did uh? Oh, here's Chip back. He's he's out of timeout. So, um, did you guys have anything else? He was praying you wanted to talk about i mean the the multi the the timeline is effed and we're not going to know much more about that until next episode i love the theory of it being the what if series um did you guys have any other notes for this episode i thought it was a missed opportunity to use the song time bomb when uh (laughs) we had the climax of the episode like i'm not kidding i was like they probably should use Time Bomb for this sequence, but whatever. Are you talking Time Bomb from Rancid? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's all. All right. Banished again for 10 seconds. <laughs> you just keep trimming the fat there. <laughs> no. Uh, anything else from you, Roy? Any other notes? So the last scene where uh, he follows Lady Loki into the doorway. I don't know why, but when I watched that, the only thing that was playing in my head through that moment was the song uh, Step Through to a Land of Imagination by uh, from the Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka? movie. <laughs> yeah. Ten seconds. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> all right. No, so okay, all right. All right. I'm going to stop banishing people. I'm sorry. <laughs> So explaining it was, it it legitimately made me think it because it's like, 
at this point, you don't know where Loki's going. So literally Marvel just told you step through that door and we'll lead you to a land of imagination because there's a million possibilities that are coming up. So stay tuned to our show is what like I was giving myself my own. um, What is it? A preview to the next next episode. It's like, it could be this. It could be that. And just let your Are you telling us that Disney was telling us that they could show us the world? Uh, I think think they were. Take me on a magic carpet ride. See, I'm I'm getting more Wizard of Oz vibes, and I want to know what's behind uh, that lady's curtains in her office. Mm. Is there a man behind the the curtain there? No. (laughs) I'm talking about in her office. She's got the blinds are closed the whole time. I want to know what's behind those blinds. Like, are they closed every time? Because like I thought, I actually time. like the the at the end of the episode when it cuts to her in the office. I was thinking like, man, her office is like especially dark right now. They're, like when Owen Wilson was it. in there, it was a lot yep. brighter. So I was thinking they mm-hmm. were open earlier. They were closed earlier too. They were huh. they were closed. Yeah, um, they were closed in every scene with that. So I would love to know what's behind those blinds. I feel like it. I feel like it's just the city behind the blinds. Um, at a couple points, like I noticed movement behind them, and it like seemed like the shapes, like of like those little ships that you see flying through the city. It seemed one of those, like floating outside. So, like I, I almost feel like it's it's just standard window. Um, it is interesting that the blinds have always been closed. I kind of like the second time we saw her, it was especially dark. And I noticed they were definitely closed. So I was thinking like earlier they were open. See, but I just I just imagine a like the Mortal Kombat background for Mortal Kombat 2 where someone's just tied up behind so, the curtains. <laughs> real quick question for you guys. Is the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2, bef- coming out before No Way Home? Or is No Way Home before Mo- Multiverse before. of Madness? before so um you got the next here here are the next movies off the top of my head black widow shang chi eternals spider-man doctor strange okay um so i don't know all right so i pay a lot of attention to spider-man stuff that's Mm -hmm. spider-man's my boy is right behind me Uh and i don't know if you've noticed but the Twitters for a lot of the the Sony and uh, No Way Home and even the um, other countries No Way Home trailers have been hyping Spider-Man a lot more during the last week. So with Jesse's question, are they waiting for a specific episode of Loki to air before they drop the Spider-Boy trailer? And I think you mean Spider-Man. Um I, I correction, don't know. I, sir. I, I think you're not. <laughs> I think they are. I think they are getting ready to at least drop a teaser, maybe at the end of Loki. Um, because they got to start hyping it up. We're only. I think. Uh, I think the Brazil Spider-Man page accidentally dropped the. Uh, it was Spider-Man No Way Home. 
um, like their title card where Spider-Man was like phasing in and out and glitching and it mm. had the music behind it. Um, and they immediately had to pull it off Twitter. Like, of course, people yeah. captured it and got. Oh, yeah, got it's it, um, like it's got definitely into the Spider-Verse vibes. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, and from what I understand, like between the shows as Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, they're all supposed to be kind of like a trilogy of sorts. Mm-hmm. So like WandaVision, I guess Falcon Winter Soldier doesn't really have much to do with it. But WandaVision, Loki, um, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are all part of like the multiverse saga, I think is, is what I've heard. Even um, potentially the Eternals? I think Eternals is going to be the start of the X-Men. People don't like it, but I think it's what's going to happen. Um, they're going to oh, they're going to start off the X Men. Maybe that's that's my theory. Um, but before we get into any more theories, let's let's move on with the show. It's it's yes. getting it's getting a little late. We got two segments to go through. Um, so the first segment that we have, uh, this one is called Casey's Cart. Um, this is the Part of the show where we go through our favorite scenes and lines of the show. Um, this week, I don't have a bumper for this particular segment. I do have a bumper for the next one, though. I'm excited. So I'm going to start this one off um, with my first. It's my. I have a shot of the show and a line of the show. Chip has a shot and a line of the show. So I'm going to do my shot. Chip will do his shot. Um, and then Roy will do his line chip line my line cool so here we go my shot of the show is the first scene when they enter the library and they're coming down the elevator um i loved this this thing right here the the statues of the time gods the like the massive like architecture of the library, like everything about this. I mean, and you can see uh, all these different rows and rows and rows and levels and levels of books and, and records and stuff. I just loved the, how massive this, this was. Um, and, and it's kind of like, it's the same thing as like the, my first shot of the show of the city. I just really liked the, uh, how huge the city was. And I, I think the show is really, the show's really showing doing a good job at showing us like how massive things can be in this universe chip go ahead uh that is actually a uh real elevator uh they shot it on location it is in a hotel in atlanta georgia um Okay. Yeah, that actual like huge elevator is a real elevator. Uh, I mean, obviously they CG'd the background, but uh, that was a practical effect there. That like huge long elevator ride is real. Nice. I did not realize that. That's really cool. Thanks. When I saw that, I immediately out. thought <laughs> the Lord's a ninjutsu <laughs> because of the way they're posing. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I'm just bringing up Chip's shot of the show real quick here. Um, I believe it's right here. And if I'm not mistaken, let me know if I'm wrong. But Chip's shot of the show. Go ahead and tell us about this shot, Chip. Take it away. Uh, It's Agatha all along. It's always (laughs) Agatha. 
And like, like I was saying, like she literally watches the portals open up and these people walk out completely unfazed by the like technology slash magic they're using. Her only concern is, uh, hey, what's going on? You can't be here wearing those costumes. Uh, yeah. It's just... And I mean, it's, yeah. you know, different actress for sure. But like, I don't know. Right. I feel like the voice definitely sounds like Agatha. The look is very much like Agatha. You know, it would make sense that she would go to Ren Fairs, want to like be back in her uh, old days, you know? Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, yeah. I like that. That's funny. Um, all right. Thank you. Cool. That Those are our shots for the show. Roy, start us off with your favorite line of this week's episode of Loki. So my favorite line and the reason my favorite line is because they took it straight out of North Norse mythology was the where there are wolf's ears, wolf's teeth are near, which basically, you know, translate to uh yeah your fe- your your weapons may keep you safe but your instincts will you know keep you safer um it's right along those lines of there so those sayings there's a million of them another one would have been uh, a rotten branch is found in every tree you know nothing is perfect um look hard enough and you'll find a flaw and i feel like they're they're gonna play into Loki's understanding of situations with that that so that that is I said that a lot <laughs> I stuttered. sorry there was a spider um, that just flew down in my face so I had to kill it it was like hanging right here that's that's what I was doing I, I apologize you're um, fine but I, that's, I do, that's what editing's for yeah I do love that line though you actually stole my line um that was my initial one and you i mean you obviously did a better job of describing it i would have been like yeah here's the line it's cool yeah but yeah your your description of that is way better than i would have ever done that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah yeah Chip, what's your line from the show? <laughs> so I liked the uh, the old cliche cop line, like, hey man, he steps out of line, I'll delete him myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was, like, that was one pretty cliche. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I liked that one. Mine was also from Mobius. Two options. A because I see a scared little boy shivering in the cold and you feel kind of, and you feel kind of bad for the little ice runt or B I just want to catch this guy and I'll tell you whatever I need to tell you. I pick B on that. I think that he, well, I guess in a way I kind of pick both. I think he does have a little bit of a soft spot for the little ice runt, but I also think that he's just doing anything he can to find this variant that's messing up his timeline that he's created so long ago and been stuck in for so long with this Mobius loop that he needs to get rid of Lady Loki. I liked Loki's response to that because I'm, I feel like it shows us that Loki is underestimating Mobius. Like he does not 
Like he, he even says it like you you can't manipulate me, buddy. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> he's been manipulating you this whole time. But OK, uh, <laughs> yeah, no shit. So I just I love his response. He's just like, you don't have to pity me. So like Loki obviously picks option A because he's like, well, this dude can't be deceptive. He's not me. Totally misunderestimating Mobius. Yeah. Um. I agree. I totally agree. And I'm excited to see how much more Mobius messes with Loki. Um, but that's going to be it for Casey's cart. We're going to move on to. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. 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 This is a nice boat. That's right. It's time for the wow factor. Um, this is the part of the episode where we rate the show and, uh, we're rating it out of 10 wows this time. So, uh, Roy, what's your rating for this week's episode of Loki, the variant? Mm. So, I mean, the episode was good. Um, I feel like it wasn't amazing. By any means, but it was good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an eight. I feel like it is. It's done a good job of maintaining my expectation for the show. There were a few high moments, but overall, it wasn't. It it wasn't jaw dropping because I was kind of expecting. Um lady loki i wasn't expecting her this early and that was kind of bombing i wasn't expecting right away but it did definitely throw me for a loop for what is coming like i expected to be three episodes in and maybe start getting this stuff um but they've done a good job of keeping me on my toes keeping me interested and making me question what is going on so i'm gonna go with an eight all right, sounds good. Chip, how many wows are you going to give this episode? I think I'm going to go with a... Gosh, I think we're going to give it a nine. Wow. Solid nine. I thought it was a, thought it was a good, good episode. I liked it. Good action sequences. I just got good the character wow. development. <laughs> wow. Um, I agree though. Um, yeah. I don't agree fully on a nine because I am giving it an eight point five, but I will land right in the middle of you guys as far as the rating goes. Um, I I do think it had some some more good character development. It had a lot more questions. It didn't give us too many answers. It did give us a big reveal, but it wasn't like crazy. Like Roy was saying, he. You know, you already thought that it was going to be Lady Loki, so get it out of the way now, and let's see what the actual reveal is for this show. Because obviously, you know, Lady Loki is uh, is just a pussy cat in this whole grand scheme of things here. Mm-hmm. So, I will say right. with her blonde hair, real quick, with her blonde hair, it definitely makes me think that it's her and Loki on that uh, planet talking instead of. Uh, you know, Black Widow. 
Bro, I never thought it was Black Widow, but I was so happy like when I saw the blonde hair because I had that same thought. I was like, oh, that's who it is. Mm. And I think, Chip, you called it right when we were originally talking about the trailer that that is probably like end time or something. Like they're at the end of time before it's going to be reset or whatever for the show to continue. Interesting. Maybe it by how you how much you, you want to watch the next episode. <laughs> it's about still about an eight point five. <laughs> I, I'd probably rate a little bit higher if that was the yeah. case, but I guess it'd be it'd be a full perfect ten though. I yeah, I, I, I'm right. out of here with that. Mute it, take it out, crazy, banned man. from the chats. <laughs> they gave us like they gave us like the episode before the ends ending. Like in episode two, like where do we go from here? They just like the time bombs exactly. nuts, dude. Like that, like the implications of that is crazy. And yeah. All of the TVAs rushing out to try and stop the, stop the, the branches, even, even Renova grabbing her mm-hmm. uh, time. Yeah. Shit her time serious. baton. It's like, they're not going to be able to stop all those branches. So we are fully going to see the effects of what we were talking about earlier. When a branch gets past so many minutes or clicks. So I think, I think, yeah, we are definitely seeing the, the beginning of the multiversal war or whatever we're going to get. The secret wars. I cannot wait. Um, Excellent. Well, that was a that was wow wow that was a good episode. Wow. Um, did you guys have any marvelous shout outs for this week at all? Uh, it's okay if you don't. It's okay if I you don't. don't. I don't. I only have one. I just wanted to shout out the Bedwed and Behead girls for being on the TMA um, interview show this last week. The episode is being uploaded a day late. Um, it's been there's a lot going on, so the episode's getting uploaded tomorrow evening um but i just wanted to shout those ladies out because they are great and if you haven't listened to the bedwed and behead podcast yet you need to go check it out um they play they play that old high school game fuck mary kill with celebrities (laughs) and your favorite tv shows so it's a lot of fun and it's not celebrities actually it's just uh actors and their characters it's characters so um and you find out why they only do characters and not actors in our little interview. So check it out on uh, Twist My Arm Podcast tomorrow evening. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, I do want to thank everyone for joining us in the live chat today. Um, Jesse, Ixie, Rec and Ixie. Um, and then we had K2 Save My Life. I'm guessing K2SO. I like that name. Thank you. Um and then yeah anyone else that was in there thank you guys for watching join us next wednesday for episode three of loki on the marvel canon and this podcast um and yeah roy what else you got anything nothing i'm good anything else oh man no it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an excellent episode should be a fun week we'll uh we'll be in touch Absolutely. All right. We are going to leave you guys. We try to leave you guys with some sort of trailer. Um, This trailer is for the Guardians of the Galaxy video game that was just announced this last weekend. We have mixed feelings, um, but 
You guys can make your own decision. Let us know what you think about this. Twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening and watching once again. My name is Josh. I'm Roy. Hey, I'm Chip. We're the Marvel Cannon Madness Podcast. We're going to talk to you guys next week. Adios, you marvelous monsters. Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marvel Canon Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast. Marvel Canon Madness is a twist my arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. 